Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Leach Report Radio Network presents Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on 630 WLAP. Interact with the show by calling 859-280-CATS. That's 859-280-2287. Now, with Larry Vaught and Anthony White, here's Curtis Birch. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Curtis Birch, Larry Vaught, Anthony White, Bo Robinson, all with you here this morning. Um, we got a lot to talk about, actually. I thought it was a really kind of a, a hodgepodge but interesting week of sports, and a lot of things were happening just in the last couple of days. Um, Larry, uh, how was your weekend? Um, my week's been great, Curtis. I have no complaints at all. I spent my week at Tabby Island, so I'm refreshed, rejuvenated, but also wore out from the drive home. Now, what are the main differences between Tybee Island and Fight Island, which uh, the UFC was on last night? Uh, Tybee Island's much more laid back. Okay. Much, much, much more laid back. Okay, okay. Well, that's good. Um, Mr. White, how are you doing this morning? Doing good, man. Glad to hear it. Uh, as I mentioned, there's, there's a lot going on. Everybody's probably aware this week that both the Big Ten and Pac-12 announced that they plan to only have conference games uh, for football this season. Then yesterday, the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey had an appearance on radio and had some rather interesting comments and, and gave the updates of the SEC. We're going to discuss that. Um, and since we're we're going down that line... Uh, line of thinking, uh, I figured we'd ask the audience if um, Kentucky has to add an extra conference game to their schedule this year, if that's ultimately the way this goes, uh, what would you guys, which which team would you like to see added from the West? So you can hit us up on Twitter at Sunday AM um, Sports with your suggestions. Um, plus, uh, NASCAR is going on in the state this week. Keeneland had a monster race um, yesterday, and I figured today would be a good time to break down the Kentucky Titans position as well. So we're going to get to all that um, today, um, but let's start out with the biggest news, guys. Um, Anthony Greg Sankey was on uh, ESPN Radio yesterday morning. He said a lot of things, um, but the one that garnered the most attention was the fact um, when he was asked about his concern for the football season, he said it is high to very high and also added that we are running out of time to correct and get this thing right. I mean, at this point, what are your thoughts with all the news that's going on from the Big Ten um, and Pac-12 with their decisions to go conference on? Where are we? Conference-only games. Where are we with uh, college football and for the fall? 
But I think there's really a ton of issues uh, with that. One, you know, some of those schools, I mean, even as far as the MAC, when you're talking about the lower-level uh, Division One schools, they need the, that money from playing the, the bigger schools. To, uh, when you, I guess, up to millions of dollars to go play another to play another team outside of your conference is why a lot of those schools do that and why we schedule some of those games. And it would be hard for those schools to survive without those games. So I see the kind of the need for it. Uh, and, I, and I guess you want to decrease the, the amount of contact you're having with the people to try to stop the spread of the virus. But I'm not sure how, and this is only, this is only pertaining to Kentucky's schedule, but I'm not sure how playing Louisville, a team that is about an hour away, uh, you know, it's only a bus ride, so you're not worrying about, you know, a flight or, uh, or anything like that. That you taking that game off the schedule doesn't help anybody, but I'm, I know, I'm sure that all the other teams in the country, the big and, the, uh, and, and some of the ACC and some of the other big leagues, they don't have those rivals where it's a school right down the street. So, you know, taking those games away, I'm not sure if that's really relevant. But, like I said, it only pertains to Kentucky. So, I've, like I said from the beginning, when you make these rules, I think you want to make them blanket across, you know, across the board so it's not, you know, everybody picking and choosing. If that's the case, you can just uh, pick the easiest schedule for you to to go, well, I guess if you take the non-conference games away, 10-0 and or whatever. So, or or eleven and zero, or eleven and eleven and zero, but I uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of cool with the the idea. I, my my solution would have been, and I'm with Sankey that I think we're getting too close to time to still be having questions because there needs to be preparation and and you don't want to come up to game day and there's something you didn't think or come up to game week and there's something you didn't think about or there's problems in transportation or there's problems in your planning. And things don't work out the way they're supposed to be. I don't know if we wouldn't have two central locations in the southeast somewhere. Maybe say Tennessee and uh, well, that's the most central place I think. But I, I would say somewhere a little west of Tennessee, possibly, or somewhere south of Tennessee, and just play a noon game, a three o'clock game, and a six o'clock game, or you know, spread it out uh, as time as need and. All the teams play at two different stadiums like they're doing in the NBA. And I, I, I feel like that may be easier. And I, I brought that up on a, uh, another show, and they thought that it may be more costly. I don't think it would be more costly because if the team that's traveling is going to have those traveling expenses anyways, both teams traveling uh, is going to cost. But I think that way you, you, you kind of – I mean, it's the same thing you, you have the guys with the NBA doing, where they're quarantined in, in the uh, – where they're playing at, and that way you don't have to worry about, you know, uh, seven different locations of uh, playing playing games and and keeping track of that. But I'm absolutely agree to the point that they don't have right now. I like that they have a plan, but the plans still seem to be in the planning stages, which I think is getting really close to to kickoff time. Or still being planning stages. Larry, what did you make of all the um, news this week about the, the college football fall season? Well, I 
think with what the uh, Ivy League totally canceled its season and the Big Ten impact with, and did the ACC go to announce they were going conference only? Also, Curtis? No, there was a report that what they that was what they would do, but they announced uh, publicly that they will wait until later in July before making any official decisions. Okay. Well, I, I think with, with all that going on, you know, when you when you heard or read what Greg Sankey said, I think that was by far the most pessimistic sounding that I've heard from him, or maybe the most realistic sounding, whichever you want, whichever way you want to look at it. But I think all the folks who had been saying, "Oh, don't worry, the SEC is going to have football no, no matter what," I think that was their first warning that they better start understanding that's not going to be. The, the case, and I don't know exactly how it's going to turn out, but I've I've not been very optimistic for a for a while now. It just seems like things just keep happening to make it less and less optimistic. And I think everybody, or, or most of us, want sports. Most of us need sports, but more than that, you, you got to think about what's safe for for everybody. And right now, there's just so many questions out there. So I think. Greg was just basically saying that unless we miraculously get some answers really, really, like the next couple of weeks, I don't know how we're going to do this. And I think he was just being honest. Yeah, that's the, there's a, like a, if you, um, I forget the name of the curve, but it's basically when someone considers uh, themselves like an expert or has the, the, knows what they know about the situation, it, it actually has the this kind of inverse effect when you have more information about a subject, the less you are sure about the particular subject because it uh, just raises more issues the more you find out. And in the situation we're currently in um, uh, with the virus that everyone is still trying to figure out, including you know the doctors, they fully haven't um, figured out everything about it. Uh, that means that obviously everything else is in question. So um, still working through it. And uh, yeah, you, you mentioned there, Larry, the fact that the Ivy League uh, canceled um, their their season. They won't have any sports. They made it sound like until the end of the first semester. So they won't be starting back until most likely in uh, January. Just from a you know scheduling standpoint, um, when you look at what was actually announced and made public by the Pac-12 that they're only going to be playing conference games. That means that uh, from the SEC's perspective, there is no game between Alabama and USC, and which was scheduled for September 5th in uh, Texas in the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. And uh, Texas A&M was going to be playing Colorado on September 19th. So that game um, isn't going to play. So, you know, just the the facts of the situation currently, if nothing else, if, every, if you know, there is uh, things start trending in the right way and uh, the SEC in theory goes ahead and plays football normally, there's already been impact on them because they've lost two games, um, one to Alabama playing USC and one to Texas A&M playing Colorado. So those games will have to be figured out, um, replacement games, or, or, or if uh, ultimately the SEC um, decides to go to conference only. We'll continue this conversation um, and, and discuss some, some other things about it, including 
um, alternate plans that people have discussed, uh, you know, the moving of football to the spring, what all that would entail. Uh, we'll get into all that. If you'd like to interact with the show, you can find us on uh, Twitter at Sunday AM Sports. You can email us Sunday Morning Sports Talk at gmail.com. You can also call us on the KentuckyHempWorks.com hotline. That's 859-280-2287. Curtis Birch, Anthony White, Larry Vaught, Bo Robinson. You're listening to Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Call up Trudy on the telephone. Send a letter in the mail. Welcome back in. Kentucky Bank. Sunday morning sports talk. Curtis Birch. Anthony White. Larry Vaught. Bo Robinson talking about uh, what uh, college football is going to be like this year. If it happens, uh, we are currently discussing the fact that both the Big Ten and Pac-12 announced that they will be playing conference-only games. Uh, the other thing that is that immediately <laughs> um, goes to in Kentucky's fans' minds is the fact that if the SEC ultimately adopts that model, which the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said there will be no decision made uh, soon on the league schedule, um, or what will happen? They're going to wait till the end of July um, to make their their final announcements. But uh, that would mean that uh, Kentucky can't play out of conference games if that's ultimately the way the SEC decides to go. And that would mean there would be no Louisville game. Uh, there, it would also impact other SEC teams, uh, all mostly on the east uh, east side. The the main ones that are kind of always lumped together there at the end of the season now are uh, South Carolina, uh, who plays Clemson, Florida, who plays Florida State, and then Georgia plays Georgia Tech, uh, Georgia Tech uh, is their, their main out-of-conference rival. So there was, there was some worry about how those games were happening. And, Anthony, you brought up the fact that, you know, it, it is kind of crazy to think if it is about um, keeping people close together than – it would make less sense. Well, the the example that I heard somebody bring up, uh, I believe West Virginia has a game scheduled against uh, EKU um, this season. And if that got canceled and they only played conference games, the v, WU would, would fly all the way to Texas this year but couldn't take a bus trip, albeit a pretty long one, but it, would, it could still be a bus trip uh, to a much closer school. So... Um, I say all that just to say that I guess the one thing that it feels like most of this is about more than keeping things local is is just control because it doesn't seem like all the conference commissioners could get on the same page. Yeah, and that makes sense. I guess if you have to have a plan, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago, uh, and you know, I, myself, I think Larry agreed that you know we were happy to have the plans rolling, you know, to have a direction going, but it turns out that. Uh, and I think that's what you have to do, have a plan, of course, of, and a plan of action. But I think uh, over time and the, the way this, this uh, disease is, is progressing is that the plan we in, they initially had, which was fine, and I don't blame them for that, I, I think there's become more uncertainty because uh, that we haven't had much progress with the disease. So now I think if I were to, ha- if I were to have a vote or if I was, on the commissioner's team, I would say, 
we just move the move the season back. Give yourself some more time to plan and know some things. Because if you jump out there, a lot of people assume, even if and most people assume, we're going to have or start a season. But then you know when the uncertainties start to become known, it's going to be cut short. So why not just wait a little longer and see if you know if, if you get more information so that you can be more certain about the situation. But I'm cool with the decisions they're making now. Because I think they're, they're trying to make a plan, and that's why I think Sankey is sound uncertain now. Because the plan he, he, he had, he thought that it would probably be some progress. But now it doesn't look like it. And so you may have to cancel the season if, you know, if, if it's still uncertain at the end of July. So why not just move it back? Or maybe not mo- uh, cancel it, but postpone it. Yeah, and Larry, the way um, I was looking back, and I think the way that the, the – Things are happening. The date um, that was announced where uh, teams are allowed to practice, they moved the kind of team practice dates earlier in the summer since everybody lost a a chunk of their spring practices. I think that starts up um, in the next week or so. So uh, the guys on campus had been all been doing voluntary workouts where things had been distanced, cleaned, masks you know we've heard from several of the guys talking about it Um, but the next step the next phase is practice and obviously there's no way to practice without a whole lot of contact yeah i mean it's just uh again i I don't know how how this is all going to work the same with the kentucky school athletic association basically kept things as is until the 1st of August, and so they're going to try to decide what to do. But, but then you look like the state of New Mexico has already said, we're not playing high school football or high school sports this fall. And it, it's just, there's just so many unknowns and so much uncertainty. And I, I applaud all these folks for taking their time and trying to wait as long as they can to make decisions. But there's going to get a point that you have to make a decision. And the tough thing for, for me it's, let's say they said, well, let's still start football until October 1st. Well, we're sitting here in middle of July, and we don't know anymore. Things are not better. In fact, they might be worse than what they were in, in March. So what would make you think they're going to be better or different in October? I mean, I think it must be the hard thing if you're an administrator or someone trying to plan this. And I just don't know how that's going to work. And also, I've been wondering, and maybe you've seen this, Curtis, because you pay attention a bit closer than I do, but with, with these games, like, say, the, the Eastern uh, or school is supposed to, Eastern Michigan is supposed to come play Kentucky. If SEC goes to conference only, does Kentucky still have to pay them for, for the buyout for, for not playing the game? I've not read how only that's going to happen because, as Anthony said, for a lot of these schools, these mid-majors, if they lose those uh, guaranteed money, their athletic program may crumble. Yeah, the ripple effects that will happen um, would be would be far-reaching and would go beyond just um, college football uh, for sure. And uh, if precautions are being taken in athletics, and you would also expect them to go into the on-campus planning as well, which would have even more impacts um, because of the universities. I mean, we talk a lot about athletics, but the universities are humongous entities in themselves. Um, We'll talk more about this, including the impact on bowl seasons. We'll get to some of your calls and comments as well. Hit us up on Twitter, 
Give us a call on the KentuckyHempWorks.com hotline. Curtis Birch, Larry Vaught, Anthony White, Bo Robinson. You're listening to Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call. Working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome back in to Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Curtis Birch. Anthony White, Larry Vaught, Bo Robinson with you here today uh, talking about uh, college football's future, what's happening with it. Um, Pac-12 and Big Ten are going to conference-only games. Uh, We got a Twitter question from Chris who asked, uh, what would this do to the bowl season? Uh, Larry, our most common answer and uh the one that uh uh we have to say over and over again is uh probably is we don't know uh what this would do (laughs) to the bowl season but uh uh, we will you know kind of speculate and in i guess you know it 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 might not have much of an impact on bowl seasons if you look at it from the perspective of uh all if all these teams still play they would, you know, the, the bowl ties are kind of set. So, in theory, if they're able to have bowl games, they still could, even if teams only pro- play um, conference games. Yeah, I mean, they could. That that would be the easiest thing to work out. I think is what teams are going to play in bowls, and I think they could juggle that around without any issues whatsoever. And, and as you said, most of them had tie-ins with. With the conferences, again, I don't know exactly whether you would change the standards for getting into a bowl game. Do you still have to have a, a, a winning record? The bowls just pick who they want. I mean, I don't know, but I, I think that would be the least of the things to worry about, even though you wonder with all that's going on whether we will even have bowl games because if the bowls can't have a full group of fans, I don't know how much incentive they'll have to want to have the bow to pay out all that money. Yeah, no, there's no question about that, and that's the thing that you know you're t- we continue to be talking about uh, the far impacts of um, what what this would mean um, throughout everything. I mean, if you if you don't have football, then there's going to be more um, programs being dropped, more sports being dropped by schools. I mean, Stanford dropped several programs this week and if if 
schools are unable to figure out a way um, to figure to play, and if things well, I shouldn't say figure out if they are unable to play. Those in a lot of these situations, there's no way to figure it out. You basically have to do what uh, makes the most sense, considering in consideration of what the the virus is doing. But Anthony, I'll, I'll put it this way: what um, as we currently have things laid out um, with the fact that some conferences will go conference only, taking it one step further from bowl games, how the heck uh, do can you crown a national champion in a season of college football that has you know so much variety in theory? Uh, I don't know. I think that would be tough, but you also and the, the playoffs have typically come from the same teams uh, that are that the same teams have been in the playoffs the past couple of years, anyways. So you you know you're going to expect one team from the SEC, probably ACC, Big Ten, and somewhere else. So I think things will play out on its own that way. I mean, you take away the cupcake games that some of the teams have. Uh, that may help them pad their records, but you know, likely the teams that are in the playoffs are twelve and zero, eleven and one. So, I don't really think it will it will affect that. But uh, I, I was, and the other thing you were talking about when you talk about conference only games and and not doing the other games, I, I was trying. I, I thought I had it understood, but it's trying to figure kind of the point of keeping it within your conference, and I guess that's so your conference isn't. Um, well, liable no. for other conferences activities. If someone does get infected from a game, now your interconference have a, you have a issue that's between two conferences. I don't think it would be that necessarily from like a liability perspective, but it is um, basically that they want to be all on the same um, plan, the same amount of testing, and, and everybody ha- has the same deal. Where you know. Uh, Larry was talking earlier about the quote-unquote buy games where some lesser teams come in and play in your home arena uh, and then the the bigger schools give them a check. Um, the reason the big schools are paying the, the check there um, is because the, the smaller schools don't have uh, as much clout and they don't have as much money. So they look for ways to increase their athletic budget, and that's one way to do it. So they basically trade, you know, home and home games for a a, a paycheck. Um, and um, with that being said, that obviously means they don't have as much money, which could translate into you know not as rigorous testing, or maybe you know things not being able to done uh, be able to be done up to the standard of what the big tw- Big Ten or Pac-12 would like. Um, and so if the they have other teams coming in that aren't doing the same level of testing, the same level of cleaning, and those kind of things, then they would probably view it as putting their players in risk. And so they're going to eliminate that risk. So I don't think it has much to do with um, worrying about like conferences battling it out. Uh, it's more about everybody being on one plan, and that's why I think the conferences are, are probably doing it more than any other reason. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we, with that. we got a caller. Uh, Tim is on the line. Good morning, Tim. How you doing, Curtis? Good. How are you? 
I'm all right, brother. Got a question to ask you. Um, well, ask any, everybody on the on the panel. Um, how is this going to affect the uh, the draft? You know, because I I personally believe that that we will not have a football season. I just don't think it's possible. Uh, even Oscar Combs, I was listening to some of his comments, and he said, you know, if you take a risk and you get one athlete that ends up getting sick and 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 passes away because of this virus, you're it's it's you're done for. You know, uh, I just I was just thinking about about the the draft. How how are these players going to uh, market themselves? I mean, you know, how are they going to? Uh, well, you know, I mean, how are they going to present their talents? other than going through a combine or something like that. Yeah, thank you for the, the call, Tim. It, 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 that, that's an interesting question. And where that, I think, um, even if you uh, – um, not necessarily the cancellation of the entire season, um, but some people are discussing that maybe they move the, the season to the spring – um, and if that would happen in theory, that would also have a huge impact on the draft. And uh, Larry, I saw a ton of speculation from, you know, people. It, it could, uh, you know, devastate rosters from the fact that you look at you look at some guys skipping bowl games to prepare for the draft. This year, the guys that are currently probably at the top of draft boards, if football gets moved to the spring, they might just not play a- at all. So there would be an impact from that perspective. Um, but basic, uh, I mean, what I would think would happen is the guys that are established would get drafted if there is no football season. Uh, Larry, how, how bit, I mean, what do you think the, the how it would all work out? Uh, I, I don't know, Curtis. I, I just don't know. I mean, that's one, again, one of those unknowns. Good question, but Tim, that, I, I don't know. I mean, because the NFL could be on their own path. Colleges could be on their own path. Um, my guess is the NFL, will, no matter what the colleges do, if they go ahead and have their season, they're going to go ahead and figure a way to have their draft based on speculation or what they've seen to this point or whatever anyway that it won't impact them severely because they're going to have to go ahead and take care of themselves and let the colleges worry about the colleges. Anthony, I mean, it would make sense for the NFL to move a draft if uh, college football was moved to the spring, though, right? Because when you're in those processes, that's the one thing that I think teams want more than anything is as much film as possible on these players so they can know how they play. And so if there was hypothetically a spring football season, I would venture to guess the NFL would wait until that concludes to have their draft or... Would the NFL just be so high and mighty that they would hold a draft in the middle of a college football season? What do you think? No, I think they would. Uh, I think they would absolutely, you know, move the draft if if, if the season was moved into the spring. You got you got to realize that the the, the three year rule you have to be three years out of high school to even enter the uh, the NFL yeah. draft. I think is a is a collaboration between college college football and the NFL. So I think they, they work together on a, on, a, on a number of things, you know, that they don't want to impede each other's progress or, you know, to uh, to stifle or cripple each other's progress. But, you know, he also asked, how do you think it affects the draft? Uh, you kind of hit on it, is that the first, I think you'll be cool 
for the first three rounds because you typically know who you're going to take. Some of the people that you would have taken this year, you're not taking because of the the three-year rule. So now, you know, that that three rule is up, so you're going to take them anyway. Now it would take some some risk and gambles from uh, round four through seven. You know, well, I haven't seen this guy play in a year, or we haven't seen much. That is if the season is canceled in the middle of the season or something. So I don't think it will affect how the draft is handled because, like like you said, I think they pretty much know for the first round or two who they're going to draft this year from off of what people did last year and the in the pool that's available. But, you know, the, the later rounds, maybe, maybe third through seven, but fourth through seven, I think it'll kind of be a gamble. And, you know, guys can still do virtual workouts and, and things like that, and uh, and since the, the the if the facilities are still open, scouts can still go and work the guys out if, if the season doesn't actually continue. So I don't know. I, I, that would probably be the least of my worries is the is the draft right now. The the season and the scheduling is is the biggest thing because that will tell us that whether we're going to have a season or not. Yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll continue this conversation, uh, breaking down like the, the college football season, um, the different possibilities, uh, how you would uh, work around different conferences having different schedules. Um, all that is the Wildcat News of the Week, and it is presented by Kentucky Branded. We'll get to uh, another break, and after this we'll discuss what team you would like to see Kentucky play if the SEC did ultimately go um, to a conference-only schedule um, and added a game or two um, to this year's Wildcat opponents. I am Curtis Birch with Larry Vaught, Anthony White, Bo Robinson. You are listening to Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Welcome back in Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Curtis Birch, Anthony White, Larry Vaught, Bo Robinson. This hour of Sunday Morning Sports Talk is brought to you by Country Boy Brewing. Talking about the upcoming college football season. Uh, Both the Big Ten and Pac-12 announced that they will be playing conference-only games. Uh, So, guys, if the SEC ultimately makes that move, many have guessed that uh, there might be a game or two added uh, from the, the conference opponents. So who would you like to see added to Kentucky's schedule if that is the case? Currently from the Western Division, Kentucky's going to be playing Auburn and Mississippi State. Of course, Kentucky plays all of the Eastern Division. Um, so your choices would be LSU, Bama, A&M, Ole Miss, or Arkansas. Anthony, if this is the case and Kentucky adds a conference games, who do you want to face? I'll take Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah. What's the reasoning? Uh, I don't really have a real good reason. I just, I, I, I don't. I thought Arkansas was was heading the right. I think Arkansas is heading the right direction, and I, Ole Miss is the only one I don't have any fear of us playing. And at this point, honestly, if if you take if you take Alabama, LSU, uh, pretty much out of the equation. I think our team is good enough to handle any of them. So it would be Arkansas or Ole Miss, but I, I really won't put us up against Alabama or LSU if I didn't have to. 
So you're looking for a win, basically. Oh yeah, okay. That's what I. I was just. I'm just getting your reasoning. Um, a benefit of obviously Ole Miss is uh, Larry. We would get the the Lane Train <laughs> Media Circus, Lane Kiffin back in the SEC. So that would be one benefit uh, for playing Ole Miss, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I'm gonna go. I'm, my pick's gonna be Alabama. You want Saban? Oh. Yeah, bring him on. Bring him on. Said, now, can I qualify? I, I, I like Alabama if the game's in Lexington. Well, Kentucky, Anthony, is, uh, is is Kentucky football ever beat Alabama in Lexington? Yeah, pretty much, but they had a talented backfield. So, <laughs> you know, it, as much as I love our backfield, I, I don't know, man. It would be a tough game. I don't, I, I'm curious to hear with Larry why Larry wants to see that game. Because in this year of so much uncertainty and, and things being so different, what better year for Kentucky to beat Alabama and, again, yeah, to play Alabama sometimes, and this seems to be about as good a team on paper coming back as Kentucky's had in a long, long time. So if you could get Alabama and beat Alabama, and maybe in a year where playing Alabama would mean a whole lot more to Kentucky, that maybe it would Alabama, because as, as Curtis was talking about, how you're going to declare a true national champion, and all, maybe it just wouldn't have quite the same deal to it for Alabama to play Kentucky is what it would mean for Kentucky to play Alabama. So maybe this would just be the year, instead of the curse of Kentucky football, maybe this would be the year that Kentucky could curse Alabama football. That's an interesting thought. Or we could just avoid playing them and go 8-0 or whatever, 9-0, and then make it to the SEC championship or, or playoff if they have a playoff. That way we don't have to worry about just beating Alabama only. We could be in the national championship picture. What about the guy that told me competitors always want to play the best? I'm not playing. And let the record and let the record show, Larry, that when I did play, we took care of them. I'm just saying I'm not playing. So I don't really want to put those guys in that position. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I, well, Larry, I, I think um, your your thought process there could also work for LSU, and uh, yeah, you know yeah. it, it would almost it would be as high a high profile win. You'd beat the defending national champions, and uh, I I don't know this for a fact, but it it definitely feels like uh, LSU it lost a a little bit more talent than Alabama, and I don't know the ins and outs of their rosters altogether, but. Uh, I, it's you just know that Bama always reloads to a certain extent, and they got dudes waiting in the wings. LSU under Coach O, we've yet to see them, you know, after had that monster season, what they do to follow it up. So maybe they might be um, kind of resting on their laurels a little bit, have a too much gumbo in the off season, and not be as fired up as they had last year. Plus, they did lose the best quarterback in the history of. Uh, football, who's now going to lead the Bengals to multiple Super Bowls. Uh, we got about a minute and a half left in this segment. Let's get to Harold before we have to hit the break. Good morning, Harold. What's on your mind? How are you all this morning? Good. Well, the COVID-19, I've been watching this COVID-19 stuff since before it even came to the U.S. But most importantly, I want I want player safety. But I actually have a thought about how we can have football season and keep players safe. Okay. And it really has to do with equipment. 
they could actually, the helmet manufacturers could actually install a, could incorporate a fan into the uh, helmets. Could actually uh, do that, have a filter that could be pulled out of it, and then they could wear a cape over their helmet. They could be required to wear a face shield. They'd have to wear a cape down on their shoulders, and it would put their helmet under positive pressure. Interesting. And it wouldn't have to and it wouldn't have to be a very large fan. It'd just be a small one, just enough to keep that helmet under positive pressure. Gotcha. Okay. We'll talk about that after this break. We'll get Anthony's in, uh, thoughts as a guy who, you know, put on the helmet for UK. That's coming up after this. Curtis Birch, Anthony White, Larry Vaught, Bo Robinson. You're listening to Kentucky Bank Sunday morning sports talk. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.